Yeah, no, they fucking likely, finally. They may say be. something. Do something. You're yeah, sir. Yeah. Okay. Say something. Do something. Yeah. Eating your rice. Who works for who? Uh, Hashtag invite me too. Oh, oh. Uh, you're the producer. You just tell me when to get in here. Come grab I, my. Ass. I didn't know you're how to the, grab you. You're I'm the seducer producer. I just looked at my calendar. What? Yeah, I just looked at my calendar. This week's uh, wild gesticulations and postulations on films that have not been made yet has been brought to us by Lisa. Mm. Just want to thank Lisa for sponsoring this episode of Filmhouse, and I'll talk about them a little bit later. But first, you guys, Netflix is here to save us. They brought us The Witcher. I know you, everyone. Everyone is really fucking excited. No. Hold no. On. Why isn't everyone in the room clapping? <laughs> I was what? expecting to hear a loud applause. I thought that Elise had a blank stare. <laughs> <laughs> Elise told me she loved The Witcher. I, wow. Elise Willems, guest on this podcast, yeah. am clapping yes. for The Witcher. Yes. Uh, I'm also, I'm Adam Kovic. I'm a guest on this podcast, too. James Willems here, guest on the podcast. Clapping for Witcher. Yep. Loving The Witcher. Always have, always will. Oh, yeah. And I'm Dan Schneider. I forget to introduce okay. people. You're the only one with a Twitter um, handle with the word film in there. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so. missing a few vowels. Oh, FLM. It could be anything. Well, because he couldn't, he couldn't get clit destroyer. <laughs> so he's like, what else can I destroy? I um, guess film. Yeah, but Netflix is making a Witcher show, mm-hmm. and it's starring Henry Cavill. Everybody's, Big announcement! Fi- hey! Wow. Hey, we are on top of the news, everybody. Hollywood's bad boy. America's bad boy. Is he's, it? Is he? No, British? I'd say he's Hollywood's clean cut. Yeah. He's British. And he, what? You mean because he's yeah. in America? No, he's so good at playing America. What? I saw Man from Uncle. He didn't sound <laughs> British. Well, they got the American guy to do a German accent, and they got the, or Russian. Was he German? Russian. Just Russian. Russian. Yeah, yeah, and they got the, uh, and they got the British guy to do American. Mm-hmm. The old classic Hollywood switcheroo. <laughs> got me. Kind of like how Henry Cavill isn't a witch. <gasps> but it'll be playing on in the show. You think he can do the Witcher accent? So, uh, Dan, wasn't there a story a while ago that they said Henry Cavill was interested in playing well, Geralt because he's a big fucking nerd? Yeah, I, I think and that, that might have a lot been based on this uh, post that he did on his uh, this Insta. He uh-huh. Insta'd <laughs> a fan picture of him looking like Jared Leto as what? the Witcher. Jared doesn't Leto? That like, doesn't that look like Jared Leto? I mean, isn't it Henry Cavill? I mean, yeah, Jared yeah. Leto is such a transformative actor, I think he could be anything. But I think people went a little crazy about this. When was this? Hashtag In Super August? Mario, huh? Well, yeah, there's a bunch of them. So, <laughs> like, he oh, could have been oh. in the Mario movie. <laughs> oh, okay. And, he could have been Superman. Lord Superman. Cool. And whatever, whatever. He could have played Dark. <laughs> what does he want? Oh, what is this? Yeah. So he this wants is, them all. Oh. Can I just say? Oh, he actually makes pretty cool Snake. Yeah. This is, this is, it's funny because Snake is based off a movie poster, and then someone took a movie poster and turned it into Snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think this is interesting because this is how the future of Hollywood casting works. Is Photoshop? It, basically, he just goes, yeah, I'd love to do this. You just mm. have an actor say that, and then you have people write news stories about it, and then the casting agent goes, well, I guess we have to bring e- him e- in. Except when it doesn't work, and Stephen, poor sad Stephen Lang goes, Getting in shape to play cable, can't wait. And they're like, <laughs> they're not calling. Well, yeah, you can't be Stephen Lang. You have to be one of the larger actors on the planet. Okay. So like Stuart Tom- Townsend, getting ready to play Aragorn? Uh, that didn't go well. Uh, no, no. Like I said, you have to be a famous actor to uh, to do it. <laughs> Name one of the things Stuart Townsend has been in besides Queen not of the War- Damned. Mm. Okay. Snake Next challenge. I think that was it. Right? <laughs> Next challenge. He was married to Charlize Theron. She was Theron. in Charlize Theron. He was Ooh. in Charlize yeah. Theron. Briefly. 
Fraction um, for a few years, right? So, okay, so Witcher. Yeah, has anyone here actually played much Witcher? Played I don't think so. I played through two. Played through two. I I started three. It was a uh, it was a very deep game, and I real I saw the rabbit holes going down, and I'm not particularly a fan of the combat or the magic system, and it didn't oh. change much. I'm that's just me. I I I'm not gonna. Uh oh, we're getting Let in trouble here. Let me guess, here. you love paid DLC too. Uh, EA fanboy. No, I I uh, I hugely respect what they're doing with the Witcher series. I and I'm I'm really glad people like it. I just it was it was too much for me, and uh, it wasn't my my cup of tea. But it's, it's a lot to invest. Yeah. It was like eighty hours into a video mm-hmm. game, and then Blood and Wine mm-hmm. was like a whole other game onto itself. But well, it's good good news that Netflix actually licensed the books and the novels and short stories. Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce these fucking people's names. What is it? I, I mean, Paul Andres Sapokakowicz. Yeah. Um, Sapkowski. Sapokakowicz. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they actually didn't license the property from CD Projekt Red or whoever actually owns those. Sure. Words. That makes more sense, right? It does, but, yeah. but then they're not going to address the most popular version of the story. Yeah, but I don't know how you would do that. How different are like, the games from the books in terms of story? Pretty I, different from what I understand, actually. Explain that. Um, I, I actually didn't. But I mean, it's like you wouldn't. It. Thanks. You wouldn't <laughs> license the Lord of the Rings movie. True. That's not generally how it works with licensing properties. But the, those books were famous before the movies existed. I think mm-hmm. the only reason anyone knows what Witcher books are is because they liked these games. I'm just saying, in terms of like licensing things, I'm not sure how that would work. I don't, I don't know that either. you I'm can just... license the game. You well, have to license the original IP. Source material. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. have to go back. And then Whoa. if you wanted to specifically adapt things, I'm sure you could mm. work out some sort of co-licensing deal. But I think if anyone wanted to make anything with Witcher... Because yeah, the mm. game would have licensed from the books. Yeah, you have to go right? to the original license holder, which would be yeah. the author or publisher. Well, that yeah, I mean, already was a movie in 2001. Yes. Actually, Adam... Sorry to correct you. It was a TV show Ooh. that then they cut into a movie. Oh. <laughs> Somehow. Sorry, Lisa, I cut you off. No, 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 no. no it's, um... Did I blow your mind? Oh, whoa, <laughs> it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> well, oh, it's Stuart mm-hmm. Townsend, I think, actually. <laughs> As hair. <laughs> the hair looks so much like a mullet. So this looks like garbage, but this it looks like looks garbage rad, because though. it's from Poland, though. So we can't. That's not fair. And this is great for Poland. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, this is, yeah, this is A++ for Poland. Whoa. I... I remember talking to some of the devs at CD Projekt Red uh, at a PAX or something like that, and they are legit huge fans of the books. Mm-hmm. I remember they were handing out copies when we were playtesting the game. It was on like DLC for the uh, Xbox 360 version for Witcher 2, and I remember they were so excited that anyone was either, even a little interested. I think I gave him the fill, uh, and he actually read them. That I, was a big deal at Game Trailers too. That how like how much they were into the books? Yeah, because um, we had them in once, and and they were like yeah. just fanning over. Ap- yeah. Apparently, I mean, it's, a, it's a really big deal culturally in um, oh in Poland. Like the series, it's sort of a very like it, it's a sort of it's like their mm, Jedi, totally like their Harry Potter. What Harry Potter is to England is like, like what, the Witcher. To it's like Poland. what the Great Gatsby is to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, either way, I know it was like a big. Uh, it was a huge win for the CD Projekt Red Who's guys. Wow, are we in real <laughs> life right now? Um, wow. So, so what is what, Dan? Yeah. What has been the uh, overall internet's reaction to this news? I actually are think people pe- happy about it or people upset. I think people like is that Henry Bruce Cavill Willis on a lot. The left? 
That does kind of look like <laughs> watching footage. Of Bruce's brother, or yeah. whatever adaptation. Sorry, Paul um, Willis. I think people seem very happy. I th- and I think it's because they like Henry Cavill, and it brings a certain amount of clout to a project. Well, people mm-hmm. like Witcher, the video game. Right. People like Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill likes video games. There's the famous story of how he missed the original Superman casting call because he was doing a raid in World of Warcraft. <laughs> really? Yeah. Lame. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> um, but I, I do think there there is some criticism out there that Henry Cavill might be too pretty to be kind of this gruff-looking, rough Geralt? He's man. beautiful, he's, yeah. yeah, he's like yeah. a beautiful... Okay, Geralt's a, a pretty man. In the, this guy's not. In the rule yeah. 34 that I see of him <laughs> banging monsters, he's very attractive. Just put a scar on him, like yeah. one scar, and then yeah. it's like... Yeah, that's kind of... That's what I always thought was a funny thing about the character, is that like... Someone was like, ah, he's perfect. What about a scar? And they just put this subtle scar and they're yeah. like, there. Then he's rough and tumble. That's yeah. a man who's seen some shit. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I only played through Witcher 2, but I just remember women will just throw themselves at him and they're, they're very, usually not put off by the scar. I'll yeah. say that. Henry they're, Cavill's are just incredibly masculine, I think, too. So I think that just he'll exude whatever like gruff masculinity that character has. Mm-hmm. I think some people were hoping for someone maybe tougher looking like a Mads from Valhalla Mads. Rising. Uh, no, Mads is Mads, Mads. Wong, he's weird looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you he, mean weird looking? He, he's got a kind of a Geralt look. I could see it, no, but Geralt is beautiful. This is He's uh, like an angel. This is sort of this is also a big problem of mine where people when uh when we we cast by mob justice, um, where the internet goes, you know who'd be my ideal person for this role? This goes back to the with the discussion we had on the the trailer show about Queen uh, having Adam Lambert take over Queen instead of the guy who sounds just like Freddie Mercury, because it's not just about the the surface level. It is can you embody this role? And the band Queen feels like. Adam Lambert, even though it doesn't sound anything like Freddie Mercury, embodies that frontman attitude more than anyone else. So whenever anyone just looks at someone's service level and goes, this actor looks like this cartoon, perfect casting. You're like, yeah, but can they act? Yeah. Can they can they bring something to that character? Can they bring enthusiasm? It's happening a little bit with Captain Marvel right now. How so? Where people are saying, so I forget the actress that people keep pointing to and say, this she should have been Captain Marvel. Oh, oh. instead of Brie Larson? Instead of Brie Larson. But I'm amazing. like, Brie Larson, like Academy Award winner Brie Larson, who's like pretty much great in anything she does, like, mm. I think she well, probably has a lot to bring to the character that's sure. more than just a, a visual comparison. More than look, just looking yeah. good, she I can mean, actually act. The only time, the thing is when, especially with comic books, like a lot of times they'll use reference photos and they'll like Google someone yeah. like, okay, we'll put this in here. And you don't like, you think you thought of that person as the right actress yeah. or actor, but no, it's the artist thought of someone that kind of Im- represented a certain style that they were going for. And so they use that as reference for the imagery. And now that's why it's baked in. The only time it's really ever worked was uh, when, what was it, Bendis? Was like Samuel Jackson would be a great Nick Fury. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, they drew the guy right. Exactly Wasn't that Bendis? Like well, I think he. I think so. I think like he, he, and he was basically yeah. like, man, it'd be so cool if he. He would be such a good modern day take on Nick Fury. So then they just drew Samuel Jackson in the comic books. So then when they rebooted, I, I could be wrong. I think the story was they approached Samuel Jackson and said, D- "Would you? Do you want to be? Can we use your likeness for Nick Fury?" And he said basically, 
Yes, on the condition that if you ever make a movie, I get to play Nick Fury. Yeah, but which some, no one's going to say no to. But someone thought that he should that Nick Fury was a good representation of this character, and yeah. that's like the only time I think it's really. Nathan, look up David Nathan Fillion as Nathan, <laughs> as Nick Fury. Nathan Drake. Well, I think that was like is yeah. such a great fit. That fan film that they did recently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. He's Nathan Drake. My my only kind of thing, and this is maybe just more my relationship with the game, is that Nathan Drake himself seems like such a generic character. Yeah. Like he's I like, feel like he Sam, is like every action man. Samuel L. Jackson know? as Nick Fury was a hot take at the time. Right. That was outside the box. Well, before but that, they, Nathan Drake <laughs> as a brunette dude who just kind of has an attitude, a white guy with brown hair with an attitude, isn't really like. Hot take, That's and you. Nathan, Nathan Fillion <laughs> fills a lot of those roles because it's just kind of like generic man. Yeah, I don't know that he's as dramatic as I guess is this. I think it worked out because Nathan Drake turned into a bigger going, character. Going but. back to the original point of the discussion, Geralt is a. I'm trying to think of the things that make him unique, other than his white hair. I mean, he's a unique character in the sense that he is a Witcher. He is. Uh, he's sort of a. It's a weird sort of role because he's persecuted. Or he's sort of um, discriminated, but he's also this, like, gun for hire. So he has this sort of, like, shogun uh, quality about him, and he is sort of, like, the last of his kind, but there's still, like, a few other ones. I just remember in Witcher (laughs) 2, it was kind of a cool story, the whole, uh, there is, like, another witcher out there killing kings, and you're hunting him, which I thought was, like, Mm. oh, that's kind of a, that's a cool little plot line. But, um, so, like, at least there's something unique they can bring to the table other than, just going back to the whole point of discussion of like just surface level, of like he doesn't look like him. It's like he doesn't look like a video game. What what's your problem? <laughs> well, well, it, so yeah. it, is this a step down for Henry Cavill? He is starring in his own show, but it is a TV show instead of being Superman. But it's a Netflix or, show. I would say. Or was it a step down for Kevin Spacey pre yeah, all the rape I, allegations? I don't think that line He's exists anymore. Yeah. Really, so, yeah, with, I guess maybe that's where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think, I think it's, it's done. Way, way more blurred now. I think Helming being the titular character. I guess he's not the Witcher. Who's the Witcher in the Witcher? Is he's, he the he's Witcher? A, Witcher, a Witcher, right? Shouldn't he be a warlocker? In this world, they're called witchers. Okay, so anyway, yeah. he's the titular character in what's going to probably be a a Netflix series that's probably going to cost more. It's probably going to cost almost as much as Mission it's, Impossible. It's, it's going to have to, right? Like to not look like trash. They're, and so, they're, well, Netflix is going. Fuck, we need a Game of Thrones. Hmm? Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones is ending. We need our Game of Thrones. What's out there? Have you heard of this Witcher series? No. What is it? We'll play this video game. How how the video game sales numbers do really well. Are the books good? There's enough there. We can adapt it. Buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that like was pretty much how the deal probably. Amazon went. making Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants their like high fantasy series yeah. that they can well, have. Fantasy's back, baby. Well, yeah, and Game of Thrones is ending. Yeah. Yeah. So Even though they're making four more yeah. Game of Thrones yeah, shows. Yeah, but well, everyone knows that that whole water cooler thing of Game of Thrones is going to be over, and they want to have the next. Everyone yeah. wants to fill that well, gap. I guess Witcher is similar. I would say to Game of Thrones in that that sense that it's fantasy, but it's like dirty fantasy. Yeah, it's gross like, and grimy and muddy. That was that was sort of my issue with playing The Witcher. Is it was one of the few games that when you play it, you can smell it. <laughs> like, well, like Geralt's costume. Remember, he had little he had like little uh, ties around his crotch, and there was the part that it was the flap that he could bring down so he could take a piss. He never did that. Yeah, air it out. out. But, but just they, seeing them, just seeing that it's designed there, and mm-hmm. I. I I'm hats off to the the artists who went. 
well, let's make it as realistic as possible. But I look at it and go, Bleh! like I, because everything looks like it smells like shit. Uh-huh. And the everything's muddy and everyone's like just covered in garbage and piss. But I would say the uh, casting of Henry Cavill makes ooh, me excited because he's cool. such a perfect man? human, like human man doll that. I think there's a certain like it's if they had cast a Mads Mikkelsen, I'd be like, oh, God, I'm gonna feel filthy watching this show. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. casting a Henry Cavill makes me think, oh, it's gonna be fantasy. Yeah, it's gonna feel like a world that I actually want to exist. Henry Cavill at his dirtiest is still cleaner than any of us are right now <laughs> on a Wednesday. It's, yeah, it's a Westworld <laughs> as opposed to a uh, what's that other show? With Ian McShane. Oh, Deadwood. Yeah, it's supposed to oh, be Deadwood. Well, remember, like, um, what was the tr- the railroad? Helen Wheels. Helen Wheels just. Oh. I watched the first you 15 felt, minutes. You felt and I was so like, grimy. I was like, I have to go take a shower and never yeah. watch it again. <laughs> I heard it was good, though. Yeah. Yeah. It went on for like five seasons. I know. I've heard good things. So, uh, one thing that does make me kind of have confidence in what they're doing with The Witcher is this guy, Alex Sakharov, mm-hmm. that they've gotten to direct the pilot in four of the eight episodes that are going to be in the first season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this dude has a crazy good resume. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, cinematographer on Game of Thrones, Sopranos, Rome, well, Sex and the yeah. City. He's HBO uh, dude for hire. Yeah. So is this his like first job directing? No, he has done some Black Sail, oh, okay. some Marco Polo, Ozark, House of Cards. Like He knows how to make Game a, of Thrones. a long television drama. Boardwalk oh, yeah. Empire. Oh, he directed I some am. Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah, he's he's got seriously wow. good creds. Whenever I think of like cinematographers, DPs making the jump to directing, I always think of Wally Pfister. Who was like Christopher star? Christopher Nolan's <laughs> mm-hmm. right hand guy? Oh, and he made, and that then he made trans Johnny Depp movie, trans transcendence. Yeah. And it looks I think I do think that there are like super. I know I know like super talented people that really want to direct, but probably should be just DPs because well, that's where like their strength lies. Like the Barry, Barry Sonfeld oh, yeah. was the Coen Brothers DP. Yeah, and look and at him he now. Made Adam's Family and RV. I rest. <laughs> I unrest. I unrest my case. <laughs> what do you mean? What's RV? You know, Robin Williams. Was yeah, it, Robin Williams. Did, you remember they go out of the RV adventure? Was uh, was it a second unit director or was it a DP who did uh, V for Vendetta? It was Wachowski's. Like it was. was there, I don't know, but we should probably watch the trailer for RV. Like, for what? Or was RV. Their, their AD? I forget. But then I think he also did Ninja Assassin, which is like, okay, well, oh, that maybe. was trash. I thought it was okay. Was that with Rain? I forget. He had oh, the maybe? whip chain around his neck, and he's like, yeah, slice you. But V for Vendetta was cool. RV, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, who asked for Is this? JoJo in RV? Whom? Who? She was the singer. Anyway, so. <laughs> this doesn't look like the right trailer. Well, look at this cinematography, though. Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. All right. Who's that, Lindsay Lohan? She might be Canadian. Maybe that's why you guys don't know her. This what is, is RV so about? Oh, the Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, I never saw Barry this. Barry Sonfeld, baby. Okay. From the director, director of Men in Black yeah, and Get Shorty. Shorty. Yeah. He went. He had a pretty acclaimed career. He's still doing stuff. I was I, wrong to be skeptical. Whoa. I thought he did. Did he? I could be wrong. I'm thinking of the other guy. But did he do Hannibal or Pushing Daisies? Kristen Chenoweth? Jeff Daniels? Uh, Everybody's wow. in this movie. Pushing, seriously. I think Pushing Daisies. Yes. Yeah, because Kristen Chenoweth was in uh, Pushing Daisies. I remember that. And she, and, oh yeah, and uh, the new one, American Gods. I think that was one of his things. Anyway, we can stop watching this trailer and talk about <laughs> Witcher again. <laughs> I mean, Hang I, on a second. Wait a minute. There could be more people. No. Um, it's all right. It's a clown car of who's who. So I don't know. I think I think this could be great. I think it'll be probably at least two years before we're seeing anything about this probably are you serious they're not they're like they're just still 
I mean, I think all they've done is cast. I don't think they're shooting or anything oh, yet. Oh, what the hell? It may, it may be written. I mean, casting well, could I, theoretically be one of the last parts of the process. I did read something from uh, the showrunner who said her first meeting before there were any scripts was with Henry. Ooh. So. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, it could be rad. Yeah. Netflix you, makes some good stuff. You think he goes to meetings with his shirt off? <laughs> I think it'd be... My mind knows what he's doing, yeah. yeah. I think he's like constantly trying to keep his shirt from exploding oh, on him. So nice. Well, he he comes, he has a nice shirt on, but then like someone like drops something, he's like, I'll mm. get that for you. And yeah. he says it in his American <laughs> accent, which yeah. is like really so sexy. that we, f- we feel like, yeah. Home. And then he, he reaches down for it, it just pff, it explodes yeah. off of him, and he goes, Oh, my shirt. <laughs> my shirt. It appears as though my shirt has exploded. <laughs> I have a Sounds real like American, American accent. He is kind of, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> like I, I, uh, I remain uh, hesitant, but uh, excited. Helpful. Yeah. I got nothing. Helpful. No skin in the game. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Who's playing her? I think some. Uh, uh, no one else has been cast, which oh. is why I don't think they've shot it. Or they've announced it, I guess. I, I played her part in Witcher 3, Siri, or I think it was her name. Yeah. C-I-R-I. Daughter. Uh, Maybe. Like friend of a friend, I forget. Okay. I forget the exact relationship. But she was awesome to play as. She like warps around. I was like, why isn't the game like this? <laughs> Carol's boring <laughs> for me. I, mm. I know he gets more powerful the more you level up and stuff, but it was like, I just didn't really feel that sense of progression. I got to stop defending myself. I stand by <laughs> what I say. <laughs> Whatever. It's a terrible game. What no, no not at all. It's a, good oh, for them. Yeah, if, if this didn't succeed, we would have never got Cyberpunk. So that's fine. Oh, yeah. And Cyberpunk no. looks pretty cool. There is this pretty rad, uh, st- I want to say, I student film. How it's dare fan you? Film. It doesn't actually look that good, I but I thought it was student. funny. Why don't we watch the Witcher uh, nude Playboy shoot? Oh, yeah, we should do that. Huh? You proved? <laughs> Does this exist? It's on YouTube. Don't At least it. it was seven years ago don't when I looked it, it up. Dan. You're going to have to blur it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll save the editor. Poor Omar. What? He likes boobs. <laughs> Who Blur- doesn't? Blurring blows. That's, that's what it means to be Ooh. an American. Do you find yourself distracted, forgetting things, making mistakes at work? A high-quality night's sleep makes all the difference. The right mattress is the difference between resting and just laying down. The Lisa mattress is the product of more than 30 years of experience in mattress engineering and hundreds of hours of testing. Comprised of three foam layers that provide cooling, pressure relief, body contouring, and support, over 300,000 happy Lisa sleepers agree the Lisa mattress gives them the rest they need. Order your Lisa mattress online at lisa.com slash filmhouse and try it risk-free for 100 nights. It ships direct to your door in a convenient box with free shipping and free returns. Find the right mattress for you at lisa.com slash filmhouse and get the rest you need tonight. Don't miss Lisa's limited time Labor Day sale extended now through September 13th. Get up to $235 off and free shipping on Lisa mattresses at lisa.com slash filmhouse. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash filmhouse. So thanks again to Lisa for sponsoring this podcast. I think Adam wants to talk about uh, Brie Larson some more, Captain Marvel. I think the world wants to talk about <laughs> Brie Larson. So, yeah, this news broke this morning. I guess with essentially photographs they were saying. They show the scrolls. That, yeah. Scrolls. I, I like going back in time a little bit. Do you think she'll uh, use an iPhone? Because oh the Avengers will show her an iPhone. <laughs> what, the Avengers From are- the 90s? 
Uh, no, and she goes to be in oh. Avengers 2, Infinity Wars. <laughs> I'm curious to see, yeah, how they're going to explain, because it's weird to think that they're going back in time, hmm. how they're going to, I guess they're just like, a shield secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always curious how they're like, it's back in the 90s, so that's when that happened. Well, it allows them to bring back other characters if you scroll through some of the well, images yeah, there. Um, there you go. Uh, Ronan, uh, Lee Pace is a fucking awesome actor. Speaking of pushing daisies, Ronan is a really, really cool character that I feel like kind of got wasted he got in the Guardians. Chef. Just, I mean, there was so much going on in that movie. Remember when he, he yelled at Thanos? He's, he, like, yeah. he's yeah. like, "No, you suck!" And Thanos like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> he was just sort of like a lackluster, a little bit of lackluster villain, and yeah. not, not didn't really Dumbledore get much nuance it. to him. Dumbledore's in it? Yeah. Oh, Jude Law. How yeah. dare you? What? You yeah, who, who, does anyone know who Jude Law is in this movie? He plays Marvell. Oh, okay. He's Captain Marvell. The original Captain Marvel, The original right? Marvell. I can't tell if you're joking. No, that, that's actually the story, is that there was a guy named Captain Marvell who gave her her powers. She, like, absorbed them when she, like, fell on a machine or something. She goes, I will go, I will take his name. It'd be Captain Marvel. Drop the other L. Basically, <laughs> exactly yeah. what she said. Something along those lines. Either way, so that's like her mentor because she's part of Star Force. Yeah. Comics aren't confusing. Not at but all. Th- so this is based off of a more recent comic, right? From maybe just yeah, here five it or says six that Jude Law plays the commander of Star Force, mm-hmm. Captain uh, Marvel. So, but not necessarily that she gets her powers from him. Oh well, no. Uh, well, like he, he's an alien, from what I understand. I mean, so is right? she. <gasps> Think about it. Is that how it works? We're all aliens. If Why is America life Chavez alien to a different someone. dimension? She shouldn't be an American. <laughs> <laughs> now that Marvel bought all of Sony's crap, whatever, they can have actual scrolls instead of calling them Kree. Or maybe there will be two different so aliens now. There's some of this. Some of this imagery, imagery looks really good, and some of it looks really bad. And I'm sure it's going to work great. What are you talking great. about? They, those what? actors coming out of the water, <laughs> yeah. wearing the same costume that Piccolo wore in Dragon Ball Evolution Ooh. is not... But a good look. Once again, it's not a. I mean, it could be a still from the movie. But if you go back and look at the, um, uh, what was that movie? Cap- the, the Captain Strange, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. When they had the original footage of them like running around New York, and everyone's like, "This looks pretty crappy." Yeah. And then the movie came out, and you went, "Oh, oh wow, that is." A, I don't know what you're talking about, James. That's like, a scroll. I mean, it no. is. <laughs> it could offer a little bit more when you think of like the Doctor Strange cosplay that dude just did. Mm-hmm. With the, oh, with the LEDs. Yeah, which is yeah. amazing. I, anytime there's like an on, like a set photo like this, and it's not through the lens of yeah. the film, and like any of the special yeah. effects are there, or the final color correction, any of that, I, I'm always just like, I, I will, uh, I. But someone Hold at, my judgment at Marvel approved this to go out there and be the visual <laughs> representation for That's the true. movie, yeah. which is interesting, you know, because you think Marvel's so like. Mm-hmm. It's like particular about what they show, but they're like, yeah, show the photo of them kinda. walking out of the but water. Look, do they have the cover? Do the the Entertainment Weekly cover that looks like oh, hot it garbage? Is, it's just a production photo. Not that not, one. Not, There's yeah, another yeah. one out there, but it's uh, it's like Entertainment Weekly covers are always probably the worst thing ever made. It is a it's plastic surgery on a sex doll. Like yeah. it makes no sense. Like yeah. why did you Photoshop her head onto someone else's body? Anyway, um, it, it do does we, look like trash. Do we think that Jude Law is going to be the bad guy, and then they're both going to turn into super energy beings wearing the Star Force outfit and fight each other at the end? Probably. Do we think that's what it is? That that's why they're showing us the the scrolls because they're like those look like garbage. There's no way she's going to fight that at the end. 
But then at the end, it is actually, it's going to be her and Jude Law because they're not going to waste that actor on just a mentor and they're going to use him to be the villain. But they're both going to turn into CG energy things, both wearing that type of costume at the end fighting each other. Except his will be green (laughs) and her will be red, red and blue. I'm thinking his is going to be a slightly more desaturated version of hers. It's going to be black. But it's going to be identical otherwise because he is actually a Skrull. Let's hope not. (laughs) I mean, this she's got some crew of monsters. Yeah, Star Force. So I, is I, know, I, know, I know very little. I, don't know, I honestly frog. don't know anything about Captain Marvel other than the strength of the strike tiles that she I puts out. I, I have wanted to read this book. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, I believe, mm-hmm. is who wrote it and kind of rebooted the whole thing a few years ago with, I love, with the space jet. I love the art outfit. and I love the look. <gasps> Nine Inch Nails. She's edgy. She's 90s. <laughs> the 90s, everybody. <laughs> She's like, I love Nin. <laughs> <laughs> they gave her a shield hat too. That's yeah, cool. that I get. That's sort of the, the, the DA Samuel Jackson, which is pretty cool. That's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's so weird that I care as much as I do about Captain Marvel, but I think this is also it speaks to Marvel's strengths of what they do with these films. Yeah. Where uh, we were just talking about this at lunch, but how however many two three years ago we didn't give a crap about Doctor Strange. I know there was a fan base for it, but. You go from a movie that you're probably not very excited oh, about to having one of the best fight scenes from Infinity War of, you know, magic versus magic or whatever. And you're going like, that was a damn good fight. And he did some really cool shit in that movie. And he was probably one of the best characters. They're really good at taking someone from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to do I, – I trust them that they will take Captain Marvel. By the end of that movie, we'll go – I want to see more of that character and then we'll see her in Infinity War 2 and hopefully resolve something. So. I hope it's great because you also you want to be excited to see what she's going to do in, in the second Infinity mm-hmm. War. Like you you don't mm-hmm. want the the worst thing that could happen is that this movie is sort of tepid in its in your response to it and then you're like, "Huh, I'm not really like, you know, you want to be jazzed to to yeah. know what mm-hmm. Captain Marvel's going to bring if, to that like that cataclysm. If she beats her enemy with like the power of love or yeah. you know, juice dieting or something, like <laughs> you just listen and go, yeah, I don't ever really want that. In hey, a- hey, Dan, can you pull up the Entertainment Weekly cover again? God damn it. And can you read the bottom right what it says there? The big goodbye, why TV's number one sitcom is signing interest. Oh, off. Signing off. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a, that means there's a good article about the Big Bang Theory finale. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's, real, it's the real reason why you're buying this magazine. That's why cover. you're getting it. Yeah. But we can get some cool 90s music in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Right? I, think, I think one of the fun things about the Marvel characters that weren't necessarily great in their own personal film, just like Doctor Strange, is how well they work in something like Infinity War, where mm. Doctor Strange movie is all right. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange in Infinity War is wonderful because mm-hmm. he plays off of other characters. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something really cool can happen like this. Some of those solo movies aren't so great. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man being yeah. one of them, right? I don't know. That he, he has a wasp Ant-Man. now. Well, no, he doesn't. That, that was the first Marvel movie I didn't go see, and I heard that was a mistake. Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. It's okay. It's you good. heard it was a mistake. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure, I, this, this is this, – we, 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 we always talk about this. I think once a month we bring up you know Marvel films, but – they just films in general have gotten really good at just being okay. Like they're, yeah. they, they're not bad. We don't really get the Catwoman's anymore. Yeah, nothing is offensive. Mm-hmm. Yep, I offensive, think anymore. Yeah. We, like, we don't get Elektra or Daredevil. Yeah. Or it's like it's so bad. You yeah th- that there was enough people who made bad decisions. Enough people above them said yes. And you're yes. personally <laughs> offended that somebody thought they could spoon feed this to you and get you to spend like fifteen, seventeen dollars to mm-hmm. see it and mm-hmm. not be unhappy about yeah. that. that like. Meant- 
Everything's worth the price of admission. Yeah, they have. They're smart enough now. They have people on set that go, "No, you should probably turn the controller on because uh, there's a group of gamers who will get mad at you if the PlayStation Four controller is not on, or something like that." You know, like well, you know, like little like details. They have someone on set who's making sure things are are in order so like you don't get the same bullshit like in Charlie's Angels where two people are playing Final Fantasy 8 you can't do that well I think it's kind of like Unless Pixar it's like the Pixar no, machine nine. Nine, the, you like Pixar has a base a foundation for story where they're like as long as we hit these beats it'll be okay mm-hmm and then how f- much further beyond those beats we want to go is the threshold at which we are limiting ourselves to its greatness mm-hmm. but um, I feel like at worst case it'll be okay yeah, it'll be like you know, like oh, that was fun. I'm excited to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's generally the worst that I feel watching a Marvel movie. No, they would have to try really hard to fuck up and make a bad bad movie, right? And I, I think this the Marvel space universe stuff is kind of more the fun, less used portion of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that, you know they're going to be out in space, which is why Earth doesn't know who Captain Marvel is. Maybe only yeah. Nick Fury. But how did they meet? I have <laughs> questions. Uh, now we're in that oh. stage, the the like celestial stage of Marvel, which mm-hmm. is going which beyond is, the beyond it, Earth. It's always the more interesting stuff. Thor, Ragnarok, and Guardians were just more fun to watch. Yeah, than Ant Man. Never gonna get our Adam Warlock though. What was in that chamber? What was in that chamber at the end of Volume Two? We'll never know. <laughs> you might find out in this cosmic no, movie. Are Ronan and Jula in cahoots? You think? They look yeah. mad at each other. In I'm, this. Jude Law is a scroll. <laughs> He's invaded <laughs> the the uh, the Star Force, uh-huh. and he and. Uh, Captain Marvel have to fight at the end. Uh-huh. He's their mentor. Well, but how he's does also... Ronan get out of this? What? <laughs> They're just checking because they can't yeah. is beat, Ronan, defeat Ronan. Is Ronan right? comic relief in this up. movie? Is oh, he all, God, given all the one-liners not. and the zingers? <laughs> Ronan's like, a rad character. He's probably Ro- Ronan's narrative is going to end with him getting in cahoots with Thanos. He's going to suffer some sort of defeat and feel sure. like, oh, I need a stronger ally. And that's when Thanos will approach him and mm-hmm. be like, I can help you. And he'll go, yes. And then, uh, but Jude Law will be the actual villain of the movie. And then he will fight the two of them and she'll have to defeat him. What What are you going to do? End, go, I love you. <laughs> what are you going to do at the end of the movie when someone in front of you or behind you leans over and goes, I thought... I thought Thanos killed everyone at the end of the last movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you, and then That's you, war. You kicked your chair. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> Took place in the 90s. Nin- Don't you read her shirt? Yeah. It says Nin- Nine Inch Nails. And he hits me in the car in the, <laughs> in the parking lot. He's so mad. That's why Elise always sits in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> she asks stupid questions. I can kick her. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I did remember reading a theory that Brie Larson is going, or Captain Marvel is going to fight one of Thanos's. Minions Children? from Infinity War. Oh, Corpus Glaive? Proxima Midnight? Because he had like some little medallion on him that looked like her medallion oh, yeah. from her yeah, outfit. It's, it's funny. We know all like the names except for Big Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I forget Big Guy's name. But I did find out that Corpus Glaive and Proxima Midnight were supposed to be married. Wow. Deep lore. That makes it sad. Can you go back to the uh, image of uh, Brie Larson and Jude Law in their leather kimonos? They're what? <laughs> They're leather kimonos. Why are they wearing leather? You mean? Oh, you just passed it. Did what I? What are you talking about? Leather kimonos. Oh, it keeps. No, it, it gives like a flash of something that's not there. I think you're just you're no. The dreaming. leather kimono. There. Yeah, there. Uh, that this is in. They look like hunger. Games. They stole this exactly <laughs> from a season of Power Rangers. <laughs> just so you know. Oh no! If you look up uh, Ninja Storm, 
Don't do when it they're again. not as Power Rangers and they're just in their like casual geese or whatever, they stole that. Okay. Just well, letting you know. I had fun talking about stuff today. <laughs> well, it's Did always you guys have fun? Back. I'm yeah. so surprised Jude Law's in this. Oh, what he, what do you mean? He loves he's, money. He's, he loves money, yeah. <laughs> yeah but he loves does it. money he's, love Jude Law, though? This is his, like, <laughs> second career resurgence. What else is, like, what else besides this is causing his, a resurgence? Dumbledore. DVD sales of the talented Mr. Ridley. We don't know what he's like as Dumbledore yet. Better. <laughs> Better than Michael Gambon <laughs> and the guy who died. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the old man from Troy? The old man from Troy, <laughs> yes. Priam. Yeah. It was, it was always funny. It's just... Harry, <laughs> you're so great. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm a lot of fun too. And he's like, yes. and he goes, ah. And, yeah. then, and then Dumbledore in season three is like, let's dance, let's go yeah. around. He's like, all right, let's yeah. have a good time. And then Michael Gambon comes in and goes, Harry Potter. He's screaming at him. You son of a bitch. I like how the first Dumbledore in like the second movie, I didn't know at the time, but people were like, I don't know how this guy's going to die. Like, that still required too much energy for him to be up in the tower and yeah. get hit and shot. Because <laughs> he's like, I don't, he wouldn't make it up the stairs mm. to be shot, to right. die. So, first Dumbledore. It's going to say, uh, no, it should say uh, Jude Law. Richard Harris. And the best. Please uh, change that Wikipedia. I just wasn't crazy about how much he looked like a wizard. <laughs> like... He, he looked, looked like a he looked like, like a caricature <laughs> of a wizard. Yeah, he looked like the Party City wizard. Like it just says, you know, um, fantastical hairy wizard, mm-hmm. but H A I R Y. Now, now Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does look like you found him on the street. Yeah, he's a like, great actor. It just, you know. like it's like that's his title. Right. It's like that's not the character he's playing. Oh. That's just his job in life. They have yeah. the same look yeah. to the right. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Poor guy. I, just, was, I think the end of one or two. Remember they're like. I think it was at Lucius, and he's like, did you know who the bad guy was? And he goes, it was Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went, oh, well then. <laughs> I was like, okay. I love this. It's like yeah. the Riverdale of Harry Potter. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they're the same. Guy. Who's this? That's Dumbledore. That's, dumb, that's uh, Dumbledore. That's Jude Law. Can we? Okay. Right. How did we get on this yeah. that was path? Your, you did this to us. I was talking about their leather costumes and then second <laughs> the uh, kimonos yeah. this episode should be oh, who man. should be young Dumbledore <laughs> who should play it's, they already cast him decided. it's done no, Jude Law no. is the man he's the man for the plan who, who would you play cast, young please? Buckbeak <laughs> I would cast um, Jude uh, Law <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Stuart Townsend <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding his uh, contact information. His home address. It's on IMDb Pro, no. probably. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Dumbledore, and that that transitions a little bit into what the last thing I'd like to talk about today, which is a follow-up to Elise's tweet from last week, where she do was slagging on. Do we not? Uh, no, I guess we Just do. for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. But you were, you were slagging on anti-heroes. Uh, and how brooding and, and boring that is now, and said you're more in favor of moral beacons. Yeah, I don't think I was slagging on them. I think, just, yeah, I think I said that I'm kind of, I'm over, so I'm not over anti-heroes, um, because anti-heroes are not just brooding, they're not just dark. Like Michael Scott is a fantastic example of a wonderful anti-hero, um, who is doesn't, an anti-hero by definition isn't just brooding and dark or have malicious intent. Mm-hmm. They just don't fit the the, what you think a true hero is. Okay. Um, 
So like even like if you look at a character like Paddington, he has a lot of tra- like traits of a hero. Like he's courageous, but he's very fumbling. You know, mm-hmm. he's so uh, even like um, you know uh, Frank Drebin from Police Squad mm-hmm. is a very good antihero because he's not he doesn't have bad intentions. He's just not your typical hero. Like by definition, okay. Jay Gatsby is another great antihero. So like I'm just over the dark brooding okay. venom ba- anti-hero that's like or i guess the uh the so like walter white a, uh, michael gambon more of a jude law yeah <laughs> i'm i'm over the anti-hero that's like they have to have um like their intent isn't good or the you know they're frank doing underwood. it for self yeah i'm over i'm over the frank I mean, underwood i guess frank underwood is just a are. villain though He's dead now. But he's he's a dead villain. I mean, the thing is, the term hero is used interchangeably with protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hero doesn't necessarily always mean good. Hero generally means uh, the character mm-hmm. with the most clear goal that you will be focusing on for the narrative piece. Well, generally. that would be the protagonist, right? What? Well, yeah, the protagonist. What? Whatever. Frank Underwood is not the antagonist of no. House of Cards. He's the protagonist, but, but his intentions are bad. What yeah. they typically teach in film school is uh, the character, the Mariner. <laughs> I was waiting to see what's I know, I was like, what dumb shit is he <laughs> To be fair, though, and yes, it Not does. Not Submariner, just it, the Mariner. Yeah, oh. the, from, no. uh, from Waterworld. From <laughs> Waterworld. Yeah. Uh, shit. The famous version. Well, I mean, to be That's fair, it, it is a complete ripoff of Road Warrior, but. <laughs> No, in the very no, beginning, it's impossible. There's n- no water in Road Warrior, and there's a lot there's no in Water World. <laughs> Let's call them similarities at okay, best. All right. Uh, in the the beginning of the film, the Mariner is a complete asshat. He even throws a girl from the boat. Mm-hmm. He he is. I, I wouldn't even call him an anti-hero. He's just a just dick. a bad dude. Yeah, but by the end, his heart changes, mm-hmm. and he yeah. saves the girl. Gets, takes him to dry land. Then Gene Triplehorn goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "Saint my home." Too many horses. <laughs> and then he gets on his boat and he sails away. That's an anti-hero. I mean, well, I think anti-hero is, is the punisher. He is using villainous tactics to achieve heroic means. Well, yeah. yeah and that, like, by definition, an anti-hero isn't necessarily, doesn't just use villainous tactics. An anti-hero is just doesn't fit the conventional mold of a hero. Mm-hmm. He lacks a little you know bit of I mean? do-gooding. No, it's not. It's not no. like you should look up the definition of it before we mm. continue to talk about I think it. No. Because, I wildly guess about it. Like yeah, I said, like I, it's what I feel. Like <laughs> like a Michael Scott <laughs> cool is a good example is, where it's like he's not your he doesn't fit the hero mold. Okay, but he and sometimes he's self interested. Sometimes he he's not. But but you know, an, an anti hero doesn't always have like bad intentions by the the by the classical definition of an anti hero. I think I'm just. I'm over the, the what what you are all saying, which is the new, I guess, way that that popular culture thinks of an antihero, where they're so dark and brooding, and they just their intentions are malicious or they're only self-serving. Like that's kind of what I'm over. So, what what is it about the the moral beacon uh, that is like attractive to you? Um, I think it's like in terms of how the world is. It's really nice to have a character that has good intentions. So, okay. And a character that is trying to to be helpful. There's so there's a I guess there's a this is a bigger morality question. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with narrative or whatever. But what is it about someone who b- 
bumbles sometimes to the detriment of others that you find more appealing than someone who has an actual goal and objective and works to reach it by any means necessary? Because I guess there's there's a lack of intent, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the road to hell is paved with good intentions where like, yes, that, that character does may, maybe mm-hmm. harm people, but that's never the intent. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm more afraid of people like Michael Scott in real life than I am of people like the Punisher. But Michael, <laughs> but Michael Scott, like his intentions are so, well, most mostly, mm-hmm. pure, sometimes self-serving, but for the most part, he has like good intentions just, behind his agenda. I just know, yeah. Um, my tweet was sort of like a two-part thing because it's not just about like character archetype. It, it sort of plays into like character arcs um, because Hannah, who's a producer at Rooster Teeth, she had shared me on this video. It was kind of like a weird, because she knows I love Paddington. So she had shared me on this video that was like characters without character arcs. And a lot of those characters, I mean, Paddington, I think, fits like the traditional definition of an anti-hero that he's not your, you know, typical hero. Mm-hmm. He's, he is flawed in his, you know, he's, he's a little bit bumbling, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that typically, I, I, I probably need to read up on, I guess, what is a anti-hero these days because my mind was always, People are in love with the villain, but what if there was a villain with good intentions? An anti-villain is, I think, what that would be. Is it in the traditional like you should you should probably look up these definitions. I mean, we, talk, we like, to talk about this. Fast, back <laughs> to the future and fast forward. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like we were talking about Venom, who was a villain becomes a hero, but still has villainous intentions yeah. similar to the Punisher. Dan, I would look up anti-hero and anti-villain. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to define these right now? I don't know, because it's I mean, like, I, mean, I think, it's, at least I think you should do it. Yeah. I think the, the idea of a hero who kills is a anti-hero. I think that's sort of the idea, because a, a hero or a protagonist with heroic intentions, but does them through villainous means would be an anti-hero. Am I, that's, so, that's been my interpretation of it, but I don't know the true definition. Like, there, in the traditional sense, it's that. It's a, a character in a story who lacks conventional hero an- attributes. Okay. If you look up, like, an anti-villain, that may be more of, like, what we're... But, but I also think that the way that the zeitgeist has, has twisted, like, anti-hero, it, it really, people think of it as, like, as a, a Frank Underwood. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't know. Um, That's so weird because I I thought with things like Breaking Bad and House of Cards, I went, oh, do you see what they did? And like what? Like they have presented this person as the protagonist, but you're actually watching this from the villain's perspective, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. those but are that the, would qualify them as the villain, not the hero. Yeah, they're and they're not even anti-villains. Like you're sure you're getting a, a peek into their world, but you could argue that the Joker had good intentions. Well, well Magneto really might to. be a really good example of, I guess, what you're trying to talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. He did some horrible things, but he had his moral code yes. that he was after, which was to protect his kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed being a hero a long time ago. He he has more... To the goal of yeah. achieving his means. That's, that's what Elise is saying is the difference. But then also, Magneto is an interesting character because he has been persecuted ever since he was in, you know since World War II, where he was, you know, if you, whichever storyline you want to go go down, but his idea is humanity is evil, mutants are the future, I must, he he's an extremist. No, but I mean, I think that's that's a pretty good comparison right there. Like, the we have a screenshot up, and okay. it's like, a villain with heroic goals. They're mm-hmm. defining it based off your actions, not yeah. your intentions. That's yeah. the difference. And like Dan said, they might have their own moral code of what they think is right. Like Thanos thinks, you know. That, he's, yeah. he's a good anti-villain. Uh, Ozymandias. Is that right? Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Uh, Ozymandias yeah. Sorry. Uh, 
I he, think he's he's a good anti-villain because his intentions were pretty good at the end of Watchmen was to yeah. u- unite humanity. Yeah, but he was willing to do them through villainous means. Yes. Thus, he qualifies as a villain. Mm-hmm. He's just not your standard villain, so he's an anti-villain. Yeah, okay. I think for me, like people throw around anti-hero a lot, and they and to just mean like like a Walter White, like a Frank Underwood, because that's part of like what our zeitgeist has come to think of like that term as. But for me, like for me, the the character arc thing was another layer of it, which is like it's really interesting when you have these characters that are not changing because now I think it's like everybody wants a story where their character has this great inner turmoil or self-conflict mm-hmm. and you want them to grow and change throughout by the end of the story. You want them to have some major change that's going to fundamentally restructure who they are and their world belief. But a lot of these more interesting stories are about a character that doesn't undergo that massive change, but they make the people around them change. I would yes. call that rather than and that's an, super like, compelling. I wouldn't call but, Paddington or uh, Michael Scott anti-heroes. I'd probably just call them unconventional heroes. I, w- I would call they, by definition call them anti-heroes. They are heroic. They're just not <laughs> conventionally heroic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just but I like, just think the term anti-hero usually me because I I don't see anything he does as villainous. That but that, I see but that's as, why he's not an anti-villain. I mean, I, that's, I that's the definition. But, well, but, but no, like, no, I'm saying, but like a hero, I don't know. But like I mean, the, the image the, that came up on Google was the man with no it, name from. Yeah, yeah. From, I guess it, it's getting muddied. I just because the there's the I, I have my vision of what an anti-hero is, and it usually has to do more with comic books and movies. And I guess if you really want to get nitty gritty with it and go, technically, Michael Scott's an anti-hero. And then it's like, well, OK. I guess if you want I mean, it, but yeah, like, I think because I think your vision is maybe shaped by like what the zeitgeist now thinks of it as. Or I mean, like what it was in the nineties. The, um, the yeah, I mean, look, I there mean, you go, Spawn, Dread, Spawn. and yeah. But I think if you look, I, I don't know if you look Spawn. at them, then you would see that basically the same thing that qualifies Michael Scott to be in that category is the same thing that gets them there. Sure, but I guess they, their their means to their intention to do good. But the fact that they don't embody the natural attributes of said hero. So the difference between Cyclops, hero, and Wolverine mm-hmm. is the same between Michael Scott and the Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like if you look up like a more classical def- like a definition that extends beyond comic books. I'm just looking right? at Google image here. Um, but uh, like to, to me, though, I was just talking more about like the the character that remains unchanged, which I think is interesting because these this new concept of like the anti-hero is someone that's very dark and gritty and has to undergo a major transformation. Whereas a lot of the characters that I think are more interesting recently, like I said, are people changing it's, around them. The, um, yeah, so that's the interesting thing about the, the moral beacon or the Paragon character is that it's their, their inner strength, their virtue doesn't change. They're a flat character, like the the video that, that mm-hmm. you you linked out to, and it is the world that kind of has to come and change around them. So it's like the Captain America, like that's why he's he's so fascinating. Is like he doesn't have an interesting story arc really, but the entire Marvel universe in Captain America two was bending around his will and his desire to do what he thought was the right thing. Yeah, and he, and like I think that those characters without those arcs can adapt too. Like Captain America I think is an example of like a character maybe not having a major transformation 
or like realization or awakening. I don't think Captain America has that really where he's like, you say, oh yeah, he did get, he got the beard, but I don't think he, he has like a major change in his like fundamental belief structure. No, but that's um, what makes him a, like a, a hero hero. Yeah. And that's what makes him well, great. But then, but yeah. then also like, uh, I think he does adapt. He adapts to like a new world order around him and yeah. like, you know, the people around him that have changed, but he, he, he inspires people to change sure. too. Well, yeah, he's also deemed an enemy of the state because he goes against the political beliefs of the country he represents and he's constantly upset with it but he because he believes so strongly in his ideals yeah. he's standing up for his yeah. his virtue and that's what that's what makes him a, a comic book character but it it's that that type of hero that is it's something you aspire to be yeah you're like even through thick and thin he still stands by his beliefs and that's that's someone who i look up to similar to jesus christ mm-hmm. or the mariner well, or at least maybe America's original version of our presidents, like George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, they had these great goals that changed the world. Mm-hmm. They they stood up to tyranny. Yeah, and all those things. I don't. Know, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a very interesting thing mm-hmm. uh, that you brought up, and they are real fun characters, and we don't have enough of them now. And maybe that kind of that that goodness. Uh, we need more of that. I think so. Or does it just always come back around? People get sick of. The, the pure characters and they want something a little darker and grittier. Because it's like, I don't think it's like that those characters are without flaw and, or that they're infallible because like they definitely aren't. But Well, no, they can double down on that. Yeah. They're beliefed so much that they're causing harm. But I think it's just more interesting than the the trope that's been played to death of like the character who has like so much inner turmoil mm-hmm. and like they've got to undergo some oh, major sure. transformation throughout this this arc like they've mm-hmm. got it like the brooding character um yeah it's like i'm a little bit kind of like fatigued on on that mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. that's why i think brie larson could be the solution i hope she's right? she is a beacon uh, of i think she'll just as be, opposed of light to Jude really? Law, who will be playing the <laughs> anti-villain. Uh, I'm just saying, you guys need to be careful, because every time this happens, we have a pure thing like Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. We get a Shadow the Hedgehog, and everyone gets upset. Does he <laughs> give him a gun? <laughs> yeah, Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. All right. I think that's good. Um, thanks, everybody, and thanks again to Lisa for sponsoring this episode of Filmhouse. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I think we're going to go see The Predator. So... Look forward to that. We'll be there. Tickets Here. are bought. Hearing good <laughs> things. Really? No. Who? Oh, no. Shane Black? <laughs> Your buddy Shane? Yeah, my buddy Shane. Best call friend. him up. All right. I call him Sh for short. People, I, I did actually, I saw that criticism. I, I replied to it, Dan, but people said, if they can let us know a week ahead what they're doing, we don't always know. But this uh, week we do. Uh. So there you go. Predators. Or the Predator. The Predator. <laughs> the Predator. Back. We're just going to watch the original, right? That'd be great. Okay. I'd love to do that. <laughs> run, Billy. Chop off. Billy's like, come on. Yeah. Fight me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's got claws. <laughs>